Welcome to Future Proof, the marketing podcast from Kantar and Said Business School, University of Oxford. In each episode, we speak to industry experts about the changing landscape of marketing, sharing evidence and inspiration for the future. I'm Jane Osler, Global Head of Media, Insights Division of Kantar. I'm Dr. Alex Connock. I'm a fellow in marketing at the Said Business School, University of Oxford. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Our guest today is Juan Lavista, who is Senior Director, Marketing Insights and Analytics for LATAM at Mercado Libre. So Juan, welcome. I hope you can tell us first of all a little bit about Mercado Libre and what you do there. Hi Jane, hi Alex. Thank you very much for having me here. Yes, I'm glad to tell you about Mercado Libre. So Mercado Libre is the, the largest e-commerce and payments ecosystem in Latin America. And we virtually work on democratizing commerce and focus on digital and mobile payments for our customers across virtually every single country. That's what Mercado Libre is. And I can tell you a bit about myself also. I've been for 12 years working at Procter & Gamble. And three years ago, I made a swap to Mercado Libre, which I'm very glad of. I'm currently working on the advertising business unit of Mercado Libre, which is called Mercado Ads. And we basically work on the advertising development for brands, agencies, and sellers to boost their businesses and grow their brand equity in our ecosystem. Could you just give us a little bit of an idea of the scale of Mercado Libre? How how big is it in terms of, say, market capitalization and number of staff? So first of all, the market cap of Mercado Libre is $94 billion. We are the biggest company across all industries in Latin America, full stop. We have more than 20,000 employees, and we are aiming to grow and reach 30,000 by the end of the year. Our net revenues are $1.7 billion uh, the last quarter, and we've been increasing year in year 94%. Uh, so we're really very proud of our development. And when we talk about figures on our users and buyers, what I can tell you is 
we have, I mean, think about Latin America, a continent that has more or less 640 million people, around 200 million internet users. And we have in our ecosystem 140 million in the past 12 months. So we are really very, very broad in reach. And what I can also tell you is that around 73% of our transactions are happening on mobile. So whenever you hear about mobile first, this is one of the main reasons why this is happening. You mentioned some 600 million potential audience in Latin America, of whom only 200 million are currently on the internet. So you must feel it's quite a scalable business going forward, notwithstanding its current size. Yeah, we still have plenty of upside. We are consistently saying that this is just the beginning. So we really believe in it. And we still believe that there's a huge bunch of the population that it still has a lot of room for growth, for penetration, for internet use and for purchases and, and e-commerce. So let's talk a little bit about advertising on Mercado Libre, which you mentioned, Juan. A recent piece of research that we did called Media Reactions about advertising equity found that Mercado Libre actually scores the top in Argentina for ad equity. And consumers say that that's because they think the ads are relevant and useful and also trustworthy. Plus, it's not overly saturated, which some platforms are. So why do you think Mercado Libre is is successful in that respect? What are you doing with your ad targeting that makes consumers think it's so good? First of all, what I would say is it is very important to bring a, a third party company to help us measure this to gain objectivity in everything we do. So that's why we partner with you. In in the second point, I would argue that the power of our audience segmentation is really very influential on the results. And when we partner with brands and agencies, our common denominator or common ground is that marketplaces have something unique, which is the buying mentality or the purchase mindset that the users have. So that really is what we believe is influencing on the results. And think about not only as a place where you think about performance and conversion, but Mercado Libre, being an e-commerce marketplace, has its search, its own search. And there's plenty of discovery of categories, brands, and new purchase occasions that make the, the user think about our platform too you know, discover and being open to listening to new benefits, messages, and promises. So that is what I believe is influencing the results that we're having, not only in Argentina, but in every country in Latin America where we operate, including Brazil and Mexico, which are our biggest countries. You mentioned something about the work that Cantar does with Mercado Libre. And one of the things it's worth touching on, I think, is the nature of the technical integrations that we have between us. So the way that we can help you measure how advertising works on your platform and whether it's effective is by having a direct technical integration. Do you think that's part of how e-commerce platforms and publishers will increasingly work with research companies and insights providers, that there's data connections between the two? I mean, being on the on the tech side, we really need to make the, the most out of every single employee. And we like a phrase, which makes more sense in Spanish than in English, perhaps, but is we like to throw technology at problems, not people at problems. All right. 
And that's why we are working consistently with Cantor on this long-term project on direct integration, where we pretty much want to focus on integrating the panels and processes so we can optimize the way we work, make it much more scalable, and try to increase the amount of reach of campaigns that we can execute without depending on the human bottleneck, let's call it. So yes, definitely that's the way we want to continue working. And I do encourage most of the publishers and companies to work in these type of solutions so we can make them as scalable and efficient as possible. So tell us a bit more, Juan, about the BrandLive projects that you've been doing with us and what they achieve. And I don't know if you've got an example that you can share with us. First of all, we did a meta learning with, with Cantor. And virtually what we're seeing is that six out of 10 campaigns have significantly increased brand awareness. We are seeing that we're 94% more effective than industry average on purchase intent, which is so important in e-commerce. And we're also being very effective on generating better awareness versus the rest of the digital industry, specifically 138%. So that's what I would tell you as, as a general data points. A very good campaign that I recall, which is you know has been very, very appealing for users is a campaign where we worked out with Ford, where we virtually gave an opportunity for people to purchase a car from home, you know, with a loan. We did all of the paperwork for them and we delivered the car to their house. You know, so that was really, really impactful in terms of brand building, but also it was very effective in terms of persuasion. That's one that I really, really loved. I'd love to talk a little bit about e-commerce specifically and how advertising is working around e-commerce and perhaps in the context of the kind of the traditional media positioning of Latin America. So I'm thinking, for example, that sponsorship in broadcast TV was quite strong in Latin America. Do you see any direct integrations between your digital advertising, specifically e-commerce advertising, and the wider ecology of broadcast TV or video on demand? And if so, how would those integrations be working? Yeah, so when we think about e-commerce or marketplaces being part of the media ecosystem, I believe that it's unquestionable that the marketplaces are becoming, you know, perhaps the, the third media player across the majority of the regions. In China, we know Alibaba is the biggest one. In US, we know it's Amazon. And we're on the same trend. We believe we're already on the podium in terms of media vehicles. So first of all, this talks about scale. This talks about having a very qualitative audience. Now, the reality is that we need to continue working on elevating and creating innovation that is relevant for the user, for the consumer, right? And in that sense, we believe that, for example, live streaming is a very big initiative that we're seeing already as a reality in China where you know it's expected to generate revenues of around 300 billion by 2021 and we are already working on our live commerce capabilities which we've already kicked off this year in Brazil and we believe that this is going to be the future or one of the future products that advertisers and agencies will have to conquer not only the performance or sales incrementality but also it's going to be a great place where consumers can interact and can discover new solutions, new innovations, line extensions, whatever you want to call it. So we aim that for this project, 
to generate new, closer, and more social and interactive shopping experiences where consumers can have a much closer and different relationship with products and brands. And do you see that live stream ecology being conducted at, at scale across multiple products per live stream, or do you see it actually reducing itself down to one live stream per product in a kind of very organic way, which would iterate itself hundreds of thousands of times across Latin America on any given day? What's the kind of aggregation level of that live streaming? I believe, Alex, that it's not a one size fits all. I mean, we're going to be very open on you know being creative and co-creating with agencies and brands on what's the best way they wanted to bring it to life. So I imagine partnering with the PNG Unilevers of this world where they can promote wide variety of portfolios in a, a same event. We can create new events exclusively for brands or for different occasions, but we can also make something singular for the very big launches, the introductions, the Samsung apples of this world that want to make a big blast, you know, so I believe that there's not a, a single answer or solution to that, but I believe that we're going to have to work together and learn by putting the user and the consumer at the center of everything we do. I mean, we want to ensure that it's not about advertising. It's about engagement. It's about interaction. And there's value for the user. So I know you said it's not about advertising, but I can't resist asking you, as well as that live stream format, what other kind of ad formats are really working at the moment in that e-commerce environment? That's a great question. So let me split into, into three answers. The bread and butter is what we call product ads, or it's the equivalent to Amazon sponsored products. That is performance and search. So when you think about the, the offline or brick and mortar world, you know, having the shelf, shelf is everything, right? And the digital shelf is the search, the search in e-commerce. So we have specific you know, positions, specifically number one and number two. And we know that conversion rates, CTRs, are very correlated with the position, right? And of course, this drives a lot of sales. So number one, bread and butter, is what we call product ad in search. Secondly, we have many products and placements across all of our ecosystem. It can be in our fintech wallet. It could be in the home of our e-commerce site where we have different offerings that can be bought full day or could be bought by audiences for product launches or evergreen brand building efforts. So that's the second one that I would tell you is very, very useful. And the third one, which is very different, is a programmatic solution where we pretty much get the data of our users, which of course are anonymous. And that data, you know, the advertisers and the agencies can use that data of people that are actively searching for a cell phone and people can communicate uh, their benefits beyond Mercado Libre. So they can be present in CNN.com, just to give an example. And using our user data, they can have the richness of having someone that has entered the consumer journey. So that is what I believe is also very strong and working. So of those three types of advertising that you talk about, Juan, are they all equally poised to grow? Are they all interdependent or do you see one being more important than another? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The answer is it depends. And I hate those kind of answers. But the reality is it depends on the advertiser's objective, right? If their business objective is launch a product and drive awareness and drive new consideration, I would recommend you for some type of product. If all you want to do is, you know, you're ROI focused on a product that's been on the market for 20 years, I would say is just focus on performance, right? On search. Now, in general, what we like to work with different brands is what we call joint business plans. We work on annual plans and we recommend full funnel efforts for all of the journey because that's the uniqueness of e-commerce, right? In, in one same place, you can drive from the moment that someone has started its discovery phase to not only conversion and purchase, but also post-purchase, right? Because once you purchase a cell phone, you can sell an accessory. Once you purchase a toothpaste, you can sell a rinse or a toothbrush. So whatever industry you're talking, there's plenty of opportunities. So talking about performance advertising, do you think you're being edged out of the market by, for example, Google and Facebook, or are you winning in your market? So what I would answer to that is we believe we're a challenger company. We believe that our value proposition is very, very different. And I would argue that we're growing faster than our competitors. Now, let me tell you more about that. When we talk about performance marketing, many of our competitors, they virtually measure clicks, clicks perhaps to the website of different companies. When we talk about performance marketing, we don't want to focus the conversation on clicks. We want to focus the conversation on sales. That's significantly different. And that's why marketplaces are growing in every single country. Because you know, we're changing the game and changing the conversation on performance. And I mean, what is our end objective? Our end objective is we want brands to articulate their business challenge. If it's you know, driving visibility, driving a launch, promoting evergreen franchises, and we want them to understand their own PNL, and we want them to have as much data as possible to have a very clear PNL of their e-commerce business. And that's only possible when you have everything you know, tied together until the actual moment of the sale. So that's what I believe is very, very different. And, and just to give you an example, you were asking about performance, right? In the case of product ads, which is the ads in search and product detail pages, we drive on average across all industries a 30% increase in sales. Right? And that's a lot, and it's measurable, and it's objective. So th these type of first-party data is what 
makes us distinctive and gives us an edge on traceability on the entire funnel of the consumer. So I believe that on that point of view, we do have an edge. Now, this does not mean that we recommend or promote our ecosystem as, a, as the unique place you need to do everything. We believe that you need to follow the eyeballs. And by following the eyeballs, you need to be in different ecosystems and play with different publishers. So that's our point of view. Let's talk a little bit about what's sort of fashionably called ad tech, which is really just a fancy way of saying new technology that's being deployed in marketing, I guess, and advertising, particularly AI. What sort of direction of travel do you see in the application of tools like machine learning to your ability to personalize ads at scale, for example, or do other specific forms of targeting in your market? So I think, Alex, people love to talk with these big words. So I would like to make it very down to earth with an example so everyone can understand it. So we use technology and machine learning to virtually do everything, all the algorithm on how do we show different products when someone searches something in our search. So what we do is we understand with that machine learning, the the prediction of conversion of what is the user willing to buy or to click. And what we do is that interface, which is organic, let's call it, we merge it with a new bidding system that we've developed in-house, which is the bidding system for product ads. So what do we do? We virtually create that, what we call an ad score, which is a scoring system for all of the searches for each one of the options. And we combine that ad score, which is the quality, which is relevance for the consumer. We combine it with what we call the bidding or the max bid that the advertiser is willing to invest, right? So we, when you combine both of those worlds, we guarantee that from a user interface, there's relevance. You know, we're not just pushing any kind of advertising. And on our end, for media agencies and for advertisers, we guarantee that those that are willing to invest strongly on different products and search terms that they're being shown at that time. So there is definitely technology behind it, but there's what I would say is the common denominator is we need to guarantee that we do not push it too far. Where does Latin America sit on the spectrum of kind of privacy, user data, GDPR, and so forth? So everything that we do is using aggregated anonymous data. So we never uh, make it individual. So we're going to be protecting the the user data. Talk about GDPR. We are actively working on data protection, both in accordance with the laws that are enforced in Latin America, but also in line with what is happening in the rest of the world in order to be up to date. So we do not want to fall behind. In fact, we've already submitted a transparency report on all of the efforts that we're doing, not only on e-commerce, but also on fintech. But the the common ground here is we know what happens when you do not care about user data, their personal information. So we're extremely strict company-wide on the data protection and the compliance program. Rest assured that we're super on top and on board with this effort. So everything we do is aggregated. Okay, so we've spoken about lots of interesting topics, live streaming, AI, privacy, and how you use data. Is there anything else that you are working on at Mercado Libre over the next 
say two to three years what's on the horizon there are you thinking of maybe real life stores is there anything going on like that we have a lot of very confidential projects but what i can tell you is the unexplored areas that we still have a lot of room to grow is the following so on one hand side we're in the very tip of the iceberg on how to monetize fintech so fintech is something that there's not a very proven model in the world so we're really trying to think out out of the box on how can we help out monetize and and give advertisers and agencies an edge on something very new which is the wallets that people are using every day so that's one that is important and it's not only about performance geolocation but it's also about brand building you know the importance of being so close to a purchase and there's also many of new retailers that would be interesting McDonald's and Burger Kings of this world would be very interesting in these kind of products. So that's one that I would tell you. The other one is looking for a sweet spot on how to balance the user experience and video, right? A video and how to avoid being very intrusive in what we do. And the very last thing I would tell you is when we look at the penetration of marketplaces as a percentage of the total digital pie in Latin America versus US and China. I can tell you that we're really, really behind. So we have a lot of room to grow only by, you know, increasing penetration, driving life commerce. There's a lot of upside beyond looking for new opportunities everywhere. You've been listening to Future Proof from Kantar and Said Business School. For all episodes and more information, visit kantar.com or oxfordfutureofmarketing.com. If you enjoyed this, please leave us a rating and a review and subscribe within your podcast app so you never miss an episode.